Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and we are broadcasting down here in Southern California. If you're local, we're on KPraise 1210 AM and FM 106.1 in North County. We're also all over YouTube and uh, Facebook and social media, all the different outlets. And that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, I've been talking a lot about with a lot of different people about education and it's kind of a theme right now just because so much is changing so quickly in the educational environment uh, with what's happened with COVID, how it's influencing schools. Um, I mean, Google Classroom obviously has just uh, gone through the roof. Uh, and my guest today is somebody who knows a lot about these issues. Her name is Tina Griffin. And she has worked on TV shows, including Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Young and the Restless, Lizzie McGuire, Melrose Place, 90210, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and many other Hollywood movies. And for more than two decades, she's been speaking all around the world, trying to help people be aware of how pop culture is influencing their kids. A lot of times we're, we're caught off guard and don't realize uh, exactly how the culture is influencing us and the media is influencing us. So Tina, um, thanks for being here with us today. Hey, thank you so much. Literally in your intro, I'm like, man, we could talk for three hours in this subject and not cover the, the same thing twice. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of wanted to start off with a, a kind of a hot button issue. And um, that is, do you think that the Hollywood or media, um, do you think that there is a deliberate conspiracy to corrupt kids away from their parents? Is it intentional or is it a byproduct of their desire to gain an audience? Um, I'm really curious to know if, if there's, there's actually a plan here behind this, or is it just this uh, byproduct of an attempt to gain an audience? Well, that question, that loaded question from you <laughs> might take the full 45 minutes. What are you doing to me here? <laughs> That's great. Um, where do I begin? I, I did 27 years of research after I gave my life to the Lord at the age of 16 I was handed a week later in church from a guy that said, Hey, I saw you, you know, gave your life to the Lord. That's awesome. Serve him all you can. And he gave me a VHS copy back then. I'm not that old, but it was VHS copy tape. Beta. It wasn't beta. Yeah, it wasn't beta. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Of the Clinton Chronicles. And oh, so I started doing. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. It's going I, far I watched, back. I remember getting that also, the Clinton Chronicles. And when I watched that, it freaked me out. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was 16. And here's what's nuts. I remember, you know, praying and I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to be a benchwarmer Christian, am I? Like you are going to somehow use me as an undercover FBI agent. And that's exactly what he's done for the last three decades. So I watched that, the corruption of po the political shindig with um, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, while he was governor of Arkansas. And that was my beginnings of almost three decades of learning about who controls the media, um, the new world order. I mean, I don't know how deep we want to go with the listeners today, but it, it is not a conspiracy. In fact, it's even talked about in the word of God. So when you look at Revelation, the book of Revelation, and how it is unfolding right now with the cash of society and talk about RFID chip and the vaccine. This is the end times. And I firmly believe that I will not die of old age in America. That's how wild I think this is. So fast forward, I'm 20 years old, go out to Hollywood. I was out there for a decade, went, you know, in a lot, was in a lot of different film and TV shows, but I went to Hollywood parties. I went to the, the Playboy Mansion, believe it or not, you know, uh, fully clothed, if you can imagine <laughs> that, okay? I was getting done wrapping some movie and some girls are like some girlfriends of mine on this one bus. I was getting shuttled back to, uh, to the parking lot from the studio. And I remember people saying, Hey, there's a playboy mansion party tonight. And I'm like, I'm going fully clothed. I definitely want to go to find out what the heck really happens at these parties. And I went 
And so being a part of Women in Film, the Film Society, the Screen Actors Guild, AFTRA, I was really heavily involved in film and TV for a decade. And I learned that George Soros has his hands in a lot of things. Bill Gates has his hands in a lot of things. And there's a two-pronged agenda, and you nail both of them, I believe. Number one is, yes, sex sells. So they're going to pump the drugs and alcohol. They're going to pump the sex. They're going to pump the um, violent video games. They get these kids hooked. A little bit of violence is no longer enough. They have to do more. We see witchcraft majorly rising in America, far surpassing evangelical Christians. If you've been reading the last couple of years in the studies, clearly showing that witchcraft is skyrocket. Well, I'm thinking if we eat Cheetos for uh, you know, a couple of weeks, we're going to die of a heart attack, even if we're 14 or we're going to be obese. But what are we feeding our brain every day? What kind of messages are going in there? And so I started realizing that these negative messages constantly going into our, our mind and our heart it shapes our worldview. So if these young people are watching Chilling, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is not a remake from 20 years ago, I was on a Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I was on that program. It was a comedy. I didn't like the title of the show. But 20 years later, we have parents that are thinking, oh, I remember that when I was a kid. It's a, such a funny show. It's, our kids can watch it. Never watching a minute of it. If they just watch the trailer, they will realize that literally there's witchcraft and sorcery and seances happening throughout these episodes and real witches are hired on set to make sure that the seance is done properly. Oh, wow. So that's why we see the, the rise in witchcraft. We see a lot of kids that are involved in sex and drugs. There is definitely an agenda to that. And, I mean, we can, we can chat a little bit more about it. But I believe, firmly believe that China owns a lot of, I know what they do, owns a lot of Hollywood. They own the AMC theaters. And so back in 1963, Uh, They wrote 45 communistic goals for America to take over our country. 44 of the 45 goals have already happened. The 45th goal is taking over the police force, and we saw what happened last year. But about a dozen of those goals written back in 1963 deal with pop culture, Um, how to accept violence as a way to solve problems, how to destroy the family structure and remove the father from the home or make him look like an idiot. Um, how to uh, totally normalize pornography and pedophilia. When you look at the communism, China's goals to destroy the fabric of our country, and they're using pop culture as one of the main ways to do it, Second, uh, and then second level, I would say, is education system today, it does not surprise me how we have brick throwers instead of freedom fighters, even though the hope is, let's just change the diet of what our kids are currently eating and watching and ingesting, and we will see a completely different country in America. So, uh, I mean, a lot of what you're saying sounds uh, obviously extremely ominous. And, and um, so a lot of people are kind of like, well, goodness, let's uh, throw up our hands. I mean, this is inevitable. There's no, there's no stopping it. Um, you know, it's a tidal wave here. And, uh, you know, what do you say to somebody who's, who's uh, feeling kind of, um, you know, uh, overwhelmed? It's very shocking you just use tidal wave because in the last week or two, all God has been telling me is people are waking up and there's going to be a tidal wave to fight tooth and nail to get America back to what we always wanted to have it better than when we had it as kids. So it's interesting you said tidal wave because that's exactly what I feel God is saying for the better. People are starting to get, their, their eyes are starting to be open. I mean, I went from a team of one to four to now 21 people on the counterculture mom team. Yeah. You probably had the same experience. 
COVID hit, parents are like, what? They're yeah. seeing that on the internet? What? That's on TikTok? I'm, my phone's blowing up thinking, hang on a second. Like Williamson County, for example, I live right here in Nashville. Uh-huh. Williamson County, parents were being forced to sign a waiver or told to sign a waiver, I should say that, basically forced, to say it's that they agree they will not go into their child's bedroom while they're watching their online curriculum. And if they do, those kids will no longer be going to that school. Oh my gosh, you've got to be what? kidding me. What? <laughs> so, so because of all the chaos coming our direction, I'm like, I got to hire these people or my husband's not going to know he's still married. My kids won't have a mom. So we had, <laughs> we brought on 21 people that are blasting out a ton of content. So to, for the parents that are feeling overwhelmed and you're thinking there's no way I'm, I'm going to make it. Yes, there is. Cause our only other option is to give up. And then our kids will really be suffering as a result. But I've been saying on stages around this globe, speaking, sharing the Hollywood exposed message of a 90 minute presentation that sometimes people want me to speak three hours because they're not shocked enough for some odd reason. <laughs> and, and, and some this, this content is shocking. I mean, the video footage that I have, you don't see anywhere else because mainstream media won't share the truth. But um, I, I want to tell the overwhelmed parents, we can't give up. We can't, uh, we can't stop. And I've been telling people for years, I'm willing to take a bullet for the cause. And so there's a lot of people now that are realizing I'm going to die for the cause of America, for God, for country, for my children. Mm-hmm. And our app is the number one spot that I point people to because we have 15 writers on that app working around the clock. My shift ends at 2 a.m. and I got a, a couple of women waking up at 2 a.m. to make sure we don't miss a beat. I have a crafty, secretive way that I get all the content a lot of times before mainstream media does so we can warn the parents. And, and the media is saying, oh, that's a great app. That's a great you know, website. Go check it out. But in our Counterculture Mom app, we will tell them ahead of time, you want to run from it. And here's why. And then in the solution section of each alert, like if you click on an alert, within two minutes for busy parents, they can get what the problem is, watch a video if it pertains to their family, they want more info. And at the very bottom, the, the problem and the solution. Here are the ways to talk to your kids about this issue. Here are some great video games to replace the harmful video games. And it all goes down to parents' responsibility to do it. But with this day and age, stuff blasting towards us 90 miles an hour from 40 different directions, we want to do that hard job of getting the content, curating it, and pumping it into the parents' hands where they have it first. So then they can figure out, do I want to monitor this and make sure my kids don't see it? Or do we want to celebrate it, have a bunch of people over and watch this amazing, um, uplifting, positive movie on a Friday night? I think it's critical. I, I do too. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a 12th grade Bible teacher as well as a vice principal at a Christian uh, high school. And these are issues that all the parents are struggling with, right? Is, is how do I manage all this uh, content? And especially now because a lot of the technology uh, has been integrated into education. And so um, kids are actually on the screen a lot more than they used to be. And so uh, for a lot of pa- parents, they just feel, um, you know, this is a lot to manage. It's a lot to, to police. And so, um, you know, for that parent out there, the other day I saw a, a post by a parent who was like, I am so sick of these phones. I want to smash every one of them <laughs> because she was just tired of ha- having to wrestle with her kids over these issues. And I think that's where a lot of parents are. They're just so uh, struggling. Um, if a parent, you know, here's what you're talking about and says, yes, I need this. I need this help. I want that app. Um, where do you think they start? in their home as far as beginning to 
uh, wrestle this down and hold on to it. What, what is the, the, the first steps that that parent needs to take as they're trying to manage this? What a great question. And literally you gave me three ideas. I'm probably going to forget two of them um, while you were talking. Number one, I just want to backtrack for two seconds. You said cell phones. I completely agree. There is a company out there because here's the problem with this society we're living in today. We could tell our kids, no, no, no. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to find a way to sneak it in. They're going to go to a friend's house. They're going to run away from home. They're going to start cutting. They're going to start arguing. Um, that doesn't mean that we let them have their way. Um, for example, the cell phone situation, my kids have a cell phone because when I am in a grocery store and I have Jake running around, he's 12 years old, you know, going to a certain aisle to find some food or whatever the case is, if we're out and about, he's at his friend's house. I want him, him to take something with him, even if it's right down the street. Cause we had a yeah. knife robber in our house in Missouri where all there, I could have been dead three years ago. I'll just say that. So for the protective side of stuff, they need to have it. A really good way to do it is instead of a regular iPhone where a sexual predator can pretend they're a 14-year-old kid across the street wants to play video games and then that kid is never heard from again or just sees pornography or wherever that can go down. Um, there is a company called uh, Gab, G-A-B-B. And if they check out Gab Wireless, we're an affiliate with them. It is on our Counterculture Mom app. In the main section, now our app is free to download, but we have a premium section that's five bucks a month with 80% of our content. Parents, you will love it and say, where was this the last 10 years? Well, it's, it's here just because it's been in my brain forever and our team of 21 is pumping it out. But there's an extra and freebie section. And on it, you will see Gab Wireless. It's right there in the main section. It is a, I'm just going to read what it says because you guys, I don't want to miss out on the info here. Gab Wireless offers a safe cell phone alternative for your kids. It looks just like an iPhone because a lot of kids are like, I'm not doing a flip phone. That doesn't look cool. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> get them this. And it's dirt cheap. You get to choose who's on it for them to call. You can choose if there's even internet access on it because a lot of times parents just want only to have the uh, kids to call them and that's it. You know, something simple. And I always tell parents to tell the kids, don't, don't tell your kids you don't trust them tell them you don't trust anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's why you want to keep them safe. And then if you want to freak them out, go to my counterculture mommy YouTube channel. I have hundreds of videos on there, all labeled in different playlists and check out a playlist where I show crazy stories where kids were kidnapped, abducted, you know, situation. Uh, it's pretty wild. Like even like date rape situation or what it could have happened or online predator situation. These kids share their stories. Because if kids can see what can happen to them from a kid who's lived through something, I have so many teens telling me when I get done doing presentations, even middle school and elementary school kids, when I get done speaking, saying that happened to my friend or that happened to me and here's what happened. Yeah. So yeah. they get it. So the Gab Wires <laughs> is a great alternative. No social media, no internet, no games, no worries. It even looks like an iPhone. Gab Wireless believes in intentional living where people are present in the home and empowered to be their best. Technology, including social media, should be used intentionally and not for mindless hours of screen time. And it goes on, talks about it, and you get a discount through our app by trying it out. Um, Counterculture Mom gives two thumbs up to uh, Gab. And the code for that is grab Gab at the checkout for the discount. G-R-A-B-G-A-B-B. -B -B. I know it's a tongue twister. It's in my app. You can get it. That's fantastic. Um, and and, uh, you know, for those of you tuning in or, or just tuning in or, or listening, uh, my guest today is Tina Griffin. And uh, she's been 
her website is counterculturemom.com. The app is Counterculture Mom. And uh, you can check that out. There's tons of resources on there that are going to help you be able to manage uh, the influence that that pop culture has on your children. Uh, we don't want to do accidental parenting. We want to do um, um, active parenting where we're in charge. The world is not in charge of our kids. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. And, and so you uh, go ahead. Oh, so your flyer, hands down. I don't know why I didn't think it, see it. It said parents versus pop culture. I'm like, that is exactly what is going on right now. And of course, being a believer, I just say, you know, God versus Satan, really parents versus the enemy. Um, you asked what the first couple steps were going to be. And I want to just quickly go through that and let parents know. Number one, always be praying for your kids. In fact, I'm saying it and I'm telling myself, I don't pray enough for my kids. I, I'm yelling at them. Hey, you know, enough with the iPad. They do, they do online schooling, but we have very strict parameters on where they can be online, how long they can be on it, what games they can play. And honestly, I like them to get outside as much as possible. So I don't have obese kids that are eating junk food and not able to uh, take care of their temple and be used by God. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is pray. Secondly, this top of my head is if we as parents know what the enemy is up to, if we know his plan, if we know the junk bombarding our kids, we can actually have conversations, which is a main reason we have the Counterculture Mom app. I remember for years, parents coming up to me saying, M&M, you know, how do we tell our kids to not listen to M&M? And you know how they emailed it to me? The letter M and M. That is not, <laughs> no chocolate. that is not, that is not, that's not Eminem, yeah. you know, doing his rap, very graphic lyrics deal, rewriting his yeah. kid for, rewriting the lyrics for his own kid to listen to. Don't get me started on Eminem. I've been talking about him for 20 years. Yeah. But with that, if we know the enemy, know the, the uh, plan of action, the attack, we will know how to combat and not just be on the defense, but the offense. And that's what we need to be doing as parents. So be educated. And our app, it doesn't give you 42 tabs you got to open. It doesn't, it's not a three-hour read. It's a five-minute to 10-minute. If you want blogs, okay, maybe 30 minutes. But we write them in a way that we can digest them and the way it's helpful. The very beginning, yes, we list the problem. But our focus at Counterculture Mom Ministries is to literally get the solutions out there. And we do it step by step. For example, downloading the app, I literally put in the newsletter, download the app, and I tell them where to go to get it. Click yes for notifications. Because parents are so... Um, bombarded from so many angles with a lot of new stuff in the last two years, especially with their kids online schooling and how do they now order groceries and forgetting their mask 24 seven. I don't even, that's a whole other, I don't like wearing, I'm, I'm not wearing it now. Yeah. Um, is to know pop culture and then start conversations with their kids. For yeah, example. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, so, for example, TikTok, about a month ago, there was a live suicide that happened on TikTok. Okay, we got bombarded. Our phone was blowing up right away. Our emails, Facebook messages, all that kind of stuff. This just happened. Get it out there. Yeah, no problem. And in our app, we have an inform us section. So, parents inform us if we miss something and we inform everybody else that's got our app. It's like a good networking system. It works very well. We're all undercover FBI agents. We're all <laughs> in the front of the battle lines, right? That's great. Yeah. So, that suicide happened. We blasted it out. So, an example would be Carla, you know, so mom has our app. She finds out that there's a suicide just took place on TikTok. She knows that her three teens have TikTok. Immediately, she'll know what happened. Go to the kids and say, hey, you know what? We're going to take a break from TikTok today. There's a video just went out there. It's dangerous. We don't want your eyes to see it. We don't want nightmares. 
that helps the conversation get started. And then if it's something else that's not as serious as that, we could ask questions. Hey, that halftime show for the Super Bowl, you know, John, you went across the street and watched it with your friend, you know, Bob. Um, you saw that weekend different 20 minute halftime show. What did you think of it? And start asking questions because in our app, you would know that he is uh, very satanic motivated, has the word Satan flashing up in his background scene for uh, his entire show. You can ask questions in a way where you have the knowledge. If you have to play dumb for a little bit, do it to get your kids to then start talking about it. And I can tell you right now over the years with the conversations that are had because parents know what's going on in pop culture and don't feel lost, overwhelmed, or confused, and we do it in bite-sized pieces, the conversations that have been had, we've had kids stop cutting, mm. suicide notes that were written the next day, but kids got a, a, a chat with their parent the night before. I could tell you countless, countless stories because the parents had a little bit of dirt to go on, knew how to approach their kid with our solutions in this app, and then lives were spared and saved, or they were encouraged. Parents were encouraging their daughters. You're, you're dressing absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. Thank you for being classy and wearing modest outfits. And we give websites and where these young girls can dress modestly. So it, we have to be involved parent, as parents. If I feel overwhelmed, I know how other parents feel overwhelmed when I'm the one doing, you know, 40, 50 hours a week of research with my team, but it's doable. And we present it in a way where parents are like, finally, we can walk through this together with our kid. Uh, we have a better relationship. We're talking more. My kid's grades went up. They're not suicidal. They're eating better. They have better friendships. They have a higher self-esteem. It's on and on. If we feed the brain positive messages, because the kids need to realize their identity does not lie in today's pop culture lies from the enemy. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I can so identify with what you're talking about because um, a lot of times I'll have students come up to me and say, Mr. Conover, what do you think about this issue? One, one of the issues that popped up um, just recently, and I'm blanking on the, the guy's uh, name, but this is why the app's so important. Um, he dresses up as a girl and he's not, he, he does not cross-dress. He's not um, transgender, but he's cross-dressing. And so a lot of kids like his music. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, but I'll just tell you. He, I'll think he, of it. I, yeah, I, I was actually thinking which one, but. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. But he's, he's, he's one that has popped up in youth groups a lot because a lot of people like him and they say, oh, he's just, he's just making a message right now. He's just um, making a statement about equality. And so even Christian kids are saying, hey, there's nothing wrong with him dressing up as a girl like this. But then in the Bible, it has very specific scriptures on a man should not dress up as a woman. And this to me is the kind of stuff that, a parent goes, oh my gosh, what do I, what do I say to this? I don't even know. But you know, with your app and with you um, helping parents to be able to di digest all the different issues that pop up, like you said, that gives them a chance to be able to have a good, intelligent, biblical worldview conversation about why that's not a good thing. And so I just love, I love what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you for your, for your support in that. Um, I think that when we, here's what's neat over the years, when we give the information to these kids, teens, tweens, and now toddlers about the lies happening in pop culture, black and white, using God's word and also just science, we can use both to easily share the truth of what's really going on. 
The neat thing is we have a couple of people on our team that are still in high school. We have college-age students writing for us. We have grandparents. We have medical professionals all writing alerts. The younger generation, when they are told they can achieve the best and the goals are set much higher and they have a, a better messages going in their head, they become undercover FBI agents themselves. I have a 12-year-old son that's constantly coming up to me. Mom has popped up on my iPad and we have filters on there and that kind of thing. Or mom, this is in the Walmart store shelf. He'll come up to me and say, that's not wise. That's not smart. Uh, that's pornographic and know what to watch out for. We can't keep our kids in a bubble. But what I love is we can train our kids to be the leaders, the future leaders in America. So I could talk to you 10 minutes about that. Um, so that's what we want is when we are literally living in the world, but not of it and dissecting what we see in front of us, it actually is rather fun and exciting because it's black and white for me. When I'm with my kids, they, they see right around us what shouldn't be there or what could be better. How we, can we improve this environment or what toys should we uh, buy all of them and burn them in the backyard? But I mean, whatever you want to do, you know, like to get yeah, rid of it, yeah. to help protect other kids. That's what we want because we want kids that are uh, working with us, not against us. And we have to be the examples we want to see in our kids. I mean, when I tell my kids pray every night, I got to be praying every night. When I tell them to get in the word of God and do 30 minutes Bible, I better be doing that. When I say go share with your friends who the Lord is, I better be witnessing. And so I do a lot of that with my kids so they can see me doing it. Am I perfect? No, because they'll remind me how I screwed up. So, you know, yeah. you're doing a good job. <laughs> they're, watching um, they're watching our every move. That's about um, it. Yeah, I think that's that's so great. Um, just how your kids are becoming kind of a team member in what you're doing and you're able to have those intelligent conversations. And so what are some of the warning signs that parents should be watching out for with their kids? You know, because you mentioned things like cutting, you mentioned things like, you know, I think it's very true. A lot of kids are experiencing a lot more levels of anxiety. There's a lot more um, issues with uh, mental issues going on. Um, I see it. Uh, constantly in our own student body when I'm dealing with these issues, these things are, are popping up. Um, what, what should parents be keeping their eyes out for uh, if they're concerned like, hey, is this going too far? Is something happening here that I need to you know, take a more aggressive stance on? Uh, what, what would you say? Well, I just want to preface this by saying suicide has skyrocketed among the teens. It's always been one of the top three killers among our teens. It just rips my heart out. But because of COVID, we have major isolation. And so you have all these kids now learning online at home. They don't get to see their friends. There's no outlets, uh, nasty weather. I mean, all these things that have changed a child's environment overnight. And it's not like it lasted two weeks. We're still in the middle of it. Who knows how long this is going to last? Um, and it even kills me to see two-year-olds wearing a mask, a face mask. They can't even talk to each other because everybody's got these masks on all the time yeah, or anxiety. Yeah. I've had so many kids tell me I'm in school, Tina, and I, I, I have anxiety because I can't breathe wearing it or I feel like I can't, I, I can't talk to somebody. So because of that and suicide rates skyrocketing, I would say the major red flags are eating disorders is a big one if they're not eating normally, if they're more isolated. And see, that's the tough part. <laughs> These kids are going to be more isolated because they're doing classroom time, mm -hmm. you know, now online at home. But there's still pornography flying up on these screens when they're when they're watching their uh, schooling. There's people that hack into these systems. There's teachers that have been in trouble because they're showing pornography. Students showing pornography during it. Um, one girl was raped in the background while and the whole classroom saw it happen. A guy uh, came in and, and came in her home. Um, 
So a lot of chaos. So when I say isolation, I honestly, the thing that comes to mind is have your child, teenager, whoever it is, do schooling online in a main area of the house Mm. where you can kind of keep an eye on it and kind of check out what's going on in the background. Um, That'll help. Plan so avoid play. being isolated, avoid uh, having uh, kids being alone as much as possible. Absolutely. Even while they're online with their classrooms, I think no parent should be forced. And I don't remember if I told you now or right before the show started, but a little recap, if you're hearing it a second time in Williamson County, parents were being asked to sign a waiver that they would not witness what their kids were learning while they're doing their online schooling at home. Yeah. No, no, that's not going to happen here. Many parents are like, forget that. So that should tell you there's some red flags in today's education system. It's a whole nother program, but watch for isolation, um, changes in behavior, low grades, because with kids learning online, they might not learn the same way as if they were in person. They're not used to the online schooling, even how technically uh, technological it is to even be able to figure that out. There's no interaction face-to-face with the teacher. They can't ask questions decent. All these issues can cause low self-esteem and depression because they're getting bad grades. There's a lot of kids I know of right now that parents are telling me their kids will have to repeat their grade. Yep. Yep. Because of how bad it is. Um, I'm trying to think of other, absolutely entertainment. What are your kids ingesting for TV shows, movies? If you notice, I know it sounds crazy, but it happens all the time. If you notice your child um, wearing clothing that doesn't go along with the season. So long sleeve clothing and spring and Mm. summer, I can't tell you how many parents have told me that they found out their child was a cutter mm-hmm. and didn't see the marks, um, didn't get it, you know, bracelets covering it, uh, wrist uh, wraps covering it, clothing covering it. That's a big one. Um, and that all that, of those. What is the outlet there for cutting? I mean, as far as um, is that just because of anxiety? What's, what's going on there? I mean, I, I wasn't I've never been into cutting. Uh never did a drug. So it's very hard for me to know exactly what's going on in that person's heart and mind. So I'm going off of the 20 years of speaking around the globe and hearing what teens have told me that have been past cutters or currently struggling with cutting. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's an outward physical pain, a physical appearance. And, and the moment they're cutting, it is more pain there physically to help them be relieved of how damaging and horrific the emotional pain is on the inside. I don't get it because I'm thinking you're cutting yourself for those five to 10 minutes and then you still have to live with 23 hours out of the day living with that emotional pain that, that, that it's that deep you have to cut. Yeah. But kids just get addicted to it. Plus they see it in film and TV shows and their friends are telling them it's trending online. So they, they feel like that's the only outlet. They don't realize they can talk to a parent they don't realize they can talk to a neighbor, a counselor, and that's what makes it tough with COVID too. With online schooling, you don't have a counselor there that you can just go in and talk to. Yeah. So right now, more than ever, the um, con of COVID is the isolation, but it also can be the pro of COVID because parents are waking up and having deeper, more meaningful relationships with, relationships with their kids that they ever have before because COVID happened. Case in yeah. point. I, I just have parents now that are taking a walk with their kids during the day. That would yeah. never happen. Those 30 minutes a day of walk, it, it could save their, that kid's life. It could, it could solidify a relationship that'll last a lifetime. That would never happen if these kids were in school 10 hours out of the day. I, I think that's such a powerful uh, statement um, is that uh, the need for relationship there. Um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that we can't keep our kids in a bubble 
And um, that's so true. It seems like um, there's no way to to keep that. The bubbles burst. I mean, it's very difficult to prevent kids from seeing so many different things. But uh, where would you say the lines are for parents? What are some of the lines that they need to be aware of? Because so, so, for example, um, the the TV that they watch, the YouTube that they watch, everything seems more graphic now. It seems much uh, less innocent. Everything seems more um, just in your face uh, and so I guess the question is, is where do, does a parent draw the line there with, with what their kid can watch? You know, it used to be G and then, you know, PG and then PG 13. And, and um, what do you tell a, tell a family when you say uh, you shouldn't be watching, you know, this show on whatever uh, social media outlet, whatever that might be, Amazon prime or Netflix or whatever. Uh, where, what are the lines where you draw and you say, yeah, I can't keep you in a bubble, but at the same time, you're not going to be watching this. And uh, can you give us some, a parent out there who's thinking to themselves, man, I just, I'm totally foggy on that. Like, where do I draw the line? Absolutely. Kevin, you are just right hook here, left hook and uh, grand slam here tonight with your questions. They are, <laughs> you're, you're a good, very good questions. Very in depth. Um, the first thing when you asked me that that came to my mind was I read a book. Of course, I'm not going to remember the name of the book, but Rebecca Hagelin is a dear friend of mine. I read this book about seven or eight years ago about media and its influence on kids. Of course, most of it for the negative and then how to talk to our kids about this. And she wrote something in that book that was burned in my head that I'll never forget. She basically said, if you would not allow your kids to sit on a couch in your living room and watch two people having sex on the living room carpet, you shouldn't be having them or allow them to watch these sex scenes and these TV shows. And that was uh, a jaw dropper. I, I thought, I'm like, what is the difference? Okay, one's on a screen, one's in front of our face. If you're not going to let your kids sit outside and watch a drive-by shooting and not be traumatized by it, why would you let them play Grand Theft Auto or any of these? Grand Theft Auto I've been talking about for two decades. It's going to be out there the longest. Yeah. But all of these graphic Call of Duty, all these graphic video games that are out there right now that are beheading uh, people and using body parts as weapons and driving cops over with cars and doing drug deals and, and threesome sex scenes and strip pole dancing, all of which... I think is so horrific because the gamer, it's so 3D today that you are the one participating in the action. So my, my other, uh, and I'm not perfect. There are times and there's times in movie theaters have gotten out, uh, got up and left. There are times when I watch something, I'm like, man, the Holy Spirit convicted me of that one. I wish I would have just stopped that scene three seconds in. Yeah. So even as adults, we have to be careful. But my, my whole thought is if, if Jesus is living in us, or if he was sitting next to us, how would we answer if we, he was watching or listening to the stuff that we were watching or listening to? And I know sometimes the enemy is very crafty because you got the good beats that they're really funky beats with the nasty lyrics. Like, I'm like, why can't they have some clean lyrics to this thing? I could yeah, scrub I know, a toilet exactly. 90 miles an hour. Like, I love working out to this stuff. Just give me yeah. some killer beats. No nasty lyrics from Cardi B. No boobs hanging out of a shirt. Yeah. Sorry. I hope this is clean enough for your, for your show, but this That's is how great. I think all the time. No, I love it. <laughs> it's like, let's get some crafty, good, solid entertainment out there. The cool thing is, when I was a kid 20 years ago, we didn't hardly have any options. I, Sesame Street was clean back then. That was about it. Like I, yeah. I leave it to Beaver and 
And what's that? Little House in the Prairie, which my kids now watch at the house. We yeah. got the DVDs. My kids are like, how old are these? I'm like, about 20, 30, maybe 40 years. They're great. Watch them. Yeah. Um, so we are very picky with what they watch. And, um, and they love the shows. But also, and I'm not saying my kids are perfect, but they're going to rallies with me. And they're opening, saying the Pledge of Allegiance before we start the rally. My, my kids are 12, 10, 9, and 8. Mm-hmm. For the most part, my youngest can be sassy some of the times. Um, they're polite and they're educated and they love helping people. There's a lot of families out there that have kids like this, but you can tell the difference. You can between kids that are uh, listening to and watching and getting uplifting positive media and positive education versus those that are lost, confused, uh, back talk, not helpful, me, me, me. You can tell the difference. Yeah. Um, and I'm not judging anyone at, at any point right now. I'm just saying you can tell the difference. And if you know what I'm talking about from an open heart, you say, you know what? I can too. Um, and if my kids are acting out, I will literally say, what have you watched? Listen to who you're hanging out with? What, what have you been around in the last 24 hours that I somehow did not see and my eyes mm-hmm. behind, in the back of my head did not catch? Isn't that amazing? I find that to be so amazing that you can, you can literally tell day to day. I, I see it in my own kids. Just like you said, um, all of a sudden there's a little bit of an attitude and I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> Where is this coming from? Right. Because that's not something I, I'm teaching you to be like that, right? So um, I love that. And uh, you guys, for those of you just listening, um, uh, my guest today, uh, Tina Griffin, counterculturemom.com. You can check it out there. She speaks all over the place. If you're looking for somebody to speak at your church or your school or wherever, um, she's got so much good information to share. You can also download the app. Um, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I know for myself, um, it blows me away. Just the slang terms that change every year. Um, my students come in and they start using these words and I'm like, I've never heard that before. So the slang terms change so fast. And so there's so much to keep up with and we need that kind of help. We need that kind of support to, to, because dialoguing about those issues is key. It's what helps you to connect the bridge, build that relationship. Um, one of my favorite quotes from Josh McDowell is rules without relationship lead to rebellion. And it's so important that we're able to, like you've been saying, Tina, dialogue over these issues so that they can understand why this isn't good for them. It's not just a rule without a reason. It's actually, Hey, this is for your benefit. And that just goes so far. Absolutely. I, we got to do something weekly because I'm having too much fun tonight. Um, <laughs> so, Sounds good. so while you were talking, you gave, I don't know where this thought came in, but you said something. So for example, I don't know if you heard about the gay BC's book that just came out. Oh no, no, I've not oh. heard of that. Okay. So we're thinking, okay, teens, they, you know, it's, it's horrible for them and maybe middle school students. Well, no middle school students a couple of years ago had the condom relay races going on in schools. Horrific. That's why I'd say, honestly, homeschool your kids. Most of these kids today are doing public school online at home, switch it over to a Becca or another God honoring, uplifting, positive, even if it's not a Christian base, even though I prefer Christian. Yeah. Um, so you get the true history of the US that's actually happening here. When you got Bill Gates, that's pulling everything out with common core curriculum in schools of our true history and taking out the Holocaust and everything else that literally are eye opening historic events that we need to learn from and remember, we got a problem. They are mm-hmm. totally trying to brainwash our kids today. So it's no longer just the tweens. Now we're going to toddlers. This book, uh, uh, Gay BCs, uh, came out recently where uh, there's a video floating around. It's actually on our app. We talk about it. There is a light at the end of the tunnel with this little clip. 
is um, a mom is having her two or three-year-old kid doing the gay BCs. And each letter of the alphabet is pushing the LGBTQ agenda, which literally I love all people. Jesus loves all people. He died for all. But if we truly love other people, we're going to share the truth of the word of God on letting them know it's a sexual sin. And none of us are perfect. But the thing that's killing me is we have a lot of teens today with major gender issues. We have tweens that are going out there during school hours to get uh, dangerous hormones, uh, you know, to change their sex. This is very, very concerning when kids that are getting these um, hormone changes to change their sex aren't even going through puberty yet. I mean, there's so many changes during those years, but back to the book, that's how my mind is. You know, that's why I need an app to keep me organized is the book uh, pushes that to two two or three year old kids. And here's the problem. The problem is mainstream media is not going to push the Tuttle Twins book uh, book series that just came out that are clean talks. It's amazing. It's celebrating, celebrating freedom in America, the liberties that we have for two or three and four year old children. So our app is also focused on our website and many other ministries out there that are, you know, probably doing this is pumping out the positive, but we have to look for it. And we search for it and we pump it out because for the parents who just want to give up, don't. There's so many positive options out there for our kids today. We gather and we give, we counteract the nasty. And if we didn't give into the nasty, watch the nasty, buy the nasty, go to the nasty, then they would be, um, there would be crickets. No one showing up for these concerts, no one buying their posters for the walls, no one buying their music, and they would go under. It's the majority of Americans, which I believe are conservative and God-fearing, gun-toting, Bible-believing people that are not watching close enough who they are investing in with their time Mm -hmm. and their cash. Mm -hmm. If we all did that, that'll be my challenge for the week. I will check my stuff out because I'm not perfect either, guys. I'm not. And look through and a lot of stuff that I have to watch, I hate even watching because I have to watch it in order to alert people to it. It's, It's hard to ingest. Um, so if we didn't support with our time and cash in America today, we would have a completely different America tomorrow. I believe it would happen really quick if we did not support anything or anyone that was anti-family and anti-children, anti-God, anti-gun. I mean, I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but. Yeah, no, amen. Amen. Um, you know, we're just about out of time here, Tina. So, um, Oh, I just, come on. <laughs> come, I just got started. <laughs> I know. I feel like we barely scratched the surface there, <laughs> but uh, I really love what you're doing. Um, uh, you guys, if you're just tuning in here at the end of the show, Tina Griffin, counterculture mom, got a fantastic app. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, it's so important in helping your kids to connect with you because you know what's going on. You're not in the dark on these issues and you're able to say and, ha- and have an intellectual dialogue about these issues. That's a biblical worldview. That's what it's all about. So, so uh, Tina, I love what you're doing. Um, I'm sure that I'll have you on again. I, I, uh, I, I know there's so much more that we can talk about. I'm very interested in a lot of the stuff that you're talking about there with, in regards to what's happening with communism and all that sort of stuff too. That's so important also. Um, for those of you who who uh, are interested on my website also, educateforlife.org. There is a full curriculum on there for you to be able to give your kids a firm foundation in being able to communicate effectively about the word of God and that it's true. And so please check that out. Uh, We also have numerous uh, shows on there also. Um, Last week, I had the opportunity to interview uh, Sam Sorbo uh, on Words for Warriors, 
talking a lot about a lot of the same issues we're talking with Tina about. Had George Roska on, whose father was um, imprisoned in communist Romania uh, the week before that, as well as many other experts who are talking about, um, you know, the, just the fact that a lot of people are waking up and are really saying, nope, okay, you've crossed the line here. We're going to actually get involved and make a difference. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see that all these people waking up and uh, being passionate about God and passionate about, uh, you know, rescuing a lot of what uh, America has lost recently. And so <clears throat> keep praying hard and um, get informed, get involved. There's so many opportunities to get involved. So thanks again, Tina. Uh, really appreciate you and having you on and your time. Hey, thank you so much. I don't, I don't know if you have a minute. Can you share with everyone why you started doing what you're doing? Like why you're so passionate about it? And I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing because without you, many of the people you have on would not have a voice. Oh, so thank, thank you, you for so all much, your Gina. That's so work. kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, you know, uh, why I do what I do is it started all the way back. It's funny you mentioned the Clinton Chronicles. I, I never hear anybody mention that. But <laughs> When I was in high school, I watched that. Um, we must be around the same age because I, I watched it when I think well, I was like 15 or so. Yep. And it blew me away. It just, it just shocked me uh, into um, like, whoa, the world, there's stuff going on in this world that I need to be informed about. And from there on out, I just began to get very interested in knowing what the truth was, in knowing how to deal with the problems that were happening. And God kind of lit a fire under me and said, um, get involved. And, uh, you know, even when I avoided it, I felt like a Jonah sometime. No, it's, it's too hard. I don't want to do that. And uh, God was like, no, you're going to do it anyway. And, um, and so since then, you know, I've been teaching apologetics for 12 years. And I've just seen the light bulbs go on in kids' eyes. When they get the truth, all of a sudden, there's just this excitement. And they just are blown away. Um, by the information that they've just never been exposed to because the media and public school education does not uh, tell them the information. In fact, I just had a kid um, just two days ago say to me, Mr. Conover, <laughs> if people heard what you teach in this class, a lot of people would become Christians. <laughs> and I was like, amen, brother. Uh, and that's, that's the truth. The truth is, is that the devil doesn't fight fair. He's into suppressing the truth because he knows he'll win. He'll, he'll lose in a fair ar argument because the truth always rises to the surface. So uh, thanks for giving me that opportunity, Tina. That was really very nice of you too. But, but uh, I think we're, we're fighting the same fight here. So thank we, abs we absolutely are. I just, I just want to tell your listeners, each of us has such high potential that God gave us that we all are so needed. So don't beat yourself up if you haven't been doing anything for the last two decades, three decades, or like, I can't give, or I messed up in the past. What am I going to give to the future when I did this or that? Whatever you did in the past, you can use as your testimony. So other people don't do the same thing. Yeah, it, yeah. It'll help heal your heart, your soul, your mind. And then you'll be used by God mightily in the time that we've got left. And I don't think we have a lot of time left. The urgency is definitely there in my heart and soul. I know yours as well. Um, Ask God, what does he want you to do with the time you got left on the earth? Share with uh, other people who Jesus is. Um, and if God has given you a God-sized dream, start moving towards it because he's going to open the doors. He's going to give you the people. He's going to give you the access to the tools you need. He's going to give you the cash that you need. Sometimes I don't have a dime to my name. And I'm like, well, God said I, I need to do it. And the second I'm five minutes from pulling the trigger on something, a check comes in. Someone calls me. What, someone buys something. Um, God's just testing our faith. He really is. And he wants to 
have all of us in the game, not sitting on the bench on the, on the sidelines. We're all needed to help get this country where it needs to be and to uh, leave it in a, in a way that's amazing for our kids, for future generations. We have to fight. Amen. Amen. I, I think that's a perfect note to end on. And uh, again, Tina, thank you so much. Really appreciate your passion and um, everything you're doing. It's such a blessing. Hey, same to you. Keep at it. Okay. Thanks, Tina. Talk to you soon. You got it. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.